1: Great to be back with you folks. Again, we're honored. It's a privilege for us to be able to come across your earwaves and to be with you folks today as we move along. We're continuing on with our study through the book of Proverbs. We, we've we been looking at the 11th proverb. We've been um, going through a verse at a time. Uh, kind of doing an expository study, not getting real deep into it, but more or less looking at it from a practical way that those of us with PTSD, those who want to help folks with PTSD, or those who just love our podcast. We we got people at all ends of the spectrum and we appreciate you guys. We had our best month ever in December, people listening to our podcast. Thank you for that. Thank you for being faithful. Share it with a friend. If you like our podcast, make sure you give us a five-star rating, especially on the Apple side. Everybody listens to podcasts on the Apple side. I guess there's a lot more... Uh, Apple phones out there than there is the other guys. and uh, But even on the other side, on Google or something, you can go ahead and give us five stars on that. We'd appreciate it. If you don't like about it, keep it to yourself. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that terrible? And uh, we continue on in the book of Proverbs. I think we have a couple months left in the book of Proverbs and we told you from there. So from here, we're going to be going into a study on narcissism. So stay tuned for that. I love what the book of Proverbs is doing for me with me as always, my friend, you heard her laughing there, Stephanie and uh, Stephanie, what have you heard lately for a message or anything that uh, was kind of life-changing that was a real blessing to you?
2: Oh, wow, That's a loaded question. well, um i got I was so blessed the first um or the last Sunday of twenty twenty one It's hard to believe that that's a past year now. Um, but I got to hear my grandpa preach, and um he preached a message on what it means to be a disciple. and um it really was a blessing. It was a comfort, it was an encouragement it was a right reminder to not be weary and well-doing and um, that it just really encouraged my heart to have that focus, that reminder that some of the nasty situations that I have to deal with multiple times over throughout the year, um, that in the end that if that's the cost of discipleship, then that's where I'm supposed to be. And so anyways, that message really was an encouragement to me.
1: Well, praise the Lord. And, uh, I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that God gives us preachers and messages and those messages do a work in our lives. And folks, you know, we have a segment on this podcast where we deal with, you might be a knucklehead. We do it for a few reasons. Number one, we do it so you know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so you're not a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes we find humor in it. And uh, with that, today is Stephanie's turn. So Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if.
2: Well, Doug, you might be a knucklehead. If God blesses you and instead of being a, a river that you're letting God's blessings flow through you to other, you, to others, you become a dead sea and just hoard it all for yourself.
1: Wow. And you know, I, I didn't like the way you said, Doug, you, you know, I just want to point that out. kind of, it kind of uh, had like a I Southern connotation you. where it was like use you. And I'm
2: sorry. It's like you I'm were. Presi- so people not- listening
1: to this think that was aimed at me. That's all. I'm okay.
2: And no, a disclaimer, Doug is the most general generous person on the planet. I was not in any way, shape or form referring to him.
1: All right. Well, see, and, and it's my own insecurities. Now I feel bad that you felt bad and had to give a disclaimer. This could go on all day, but anyway, <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. So, And and so uh, thinking about that, Stephanie, maybe even a different subject. What do we want to say to somebody with PTSD? Well, not what we don't want to say to them. What do we want to say to somebody with PTSD? What are good words to hear? Well,
2: I think, I think anyone who has PTSD wants to hear... Um, words of affirmation, um, words that, that let them know they mean something, um, that they have worth. And, um, sometimes people who have PTSD, um, and I guess I I have a warped view of life, but, um, for me personally, because of things that were hammered into me for many, many years, and, um, you know, this from personal experience, I massively struggle, um, with viewing myself with disgust. Um, and I won't get into the terms that come to mind when I think of myself. Uh, but that's something I struggle with because of things that were hammered into me in the past. And so, um, you know, you and Debbie and others have been such a blessing because for the last several years, I haven't had to hear um, hear those things and now, you know, narcissists are really good at at brainwashing you, and then you become your own enemy. They don't have to say it anymore because they've planted all those seed thoughts in your brain, and those seed thoughts take root and grow. And so having friends that are there with words of love, um, it, we've been talking a lot about words. Words are weapons, and they become killers. Um, so I think it's very important to let somebody know they have worth. Um, if they view themselves as ugly or fat or not good enough or whatever, to let them know that, they, that that's not true. Um, and to constantly be there giving words of encouragement that you have worth, that you do have a purpose, that um, you're not what your abuser said you were.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think <clears throat> words of affirmation just loving people sometimes the three best words you can ever tell anybody is i love you a few more words that people is you're you're awesome you know three words there you are awesome if you want to do it in the non-connecticut grown up kind of kind of way cuz we we use uh, <laughs> We show him <laughs> words and he was what? A contractions all the time. Oh, you can
2: say, love you like a relative. Love you.
1: I, I do that all You're the time. that one. Yeah. 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 Love you like a relative, man. And, uh, yeah. And I mean it. When I told you that, I meant it. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. halfway, I don't tell people that I don't like, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> so that's just the way it goes. You know, if you don't like somebody, but I don't, if I don't like somebody, I don't say, hate you like a non relative, you know? <laughs> <laughs> words of affirmation my friends that's where we're at so here we are we're in the book of proverbs we've been cruising along i love proverbs it's getting so much out of this and god's been doing such a work for this in my life and and uh here we are in 19 and 20 i think we'll get to uh with this particular podcast happy monday everybody but the bible says here in proverbs 11 here starting in verse number 20 they that are of a forward heart are abomination to the lord but such as are upright in their way are his delight. So starting there in verse number twenty, they that are of a forward heart are abomination to the Lord. But such as the upright in their way of delight. So and you know and here we go with that antithesis and in that opposite and the parallelism and what we're seeing here, and uh, it's talking. You know again, I think it's it's. You know what? Did I just I read the right verse. Yeah, number 20 here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you, it's, it's kind of got this idea you have this perverse heart. It gives you this sense that, you know, uh, it, it's a victimship to sin. Uh, and, you know, they're perpetrators of sin. They're the opposite of God. Having a perverse heart, having a spiritual godly heart is one thing. The complete opposite of that is having a perverse heart, I believe. And so I think having a forward heart is having a perverse heart or an opposite heart of that with God. And uh, it makes you an abomination uh, before him. So, I mean, Stephanie, just thinking of the first part of that verse, what what are you thinking about?
2: Well, we've talked about this so many times in the past, so I I don't want to like over hammer this, but when God calls something, calls something, an abomination, our ears should perk up. And um, based on the contrast, it says, um, uh, contrast being upright in their way compared to a forward heart. And so I think we go back, uprightness would speak of honesty, would speak of no guile. So I think when it's talking about a forward heart, I think we're going back to the theme that we've been covering as far as you're deceitful, you're conniving, you're manipulative, you have a personal agenda, you're constantly trying to throw into conversations, into what you do with your life, into your motivation. And that's an abomination to God. I think we go back to pride, arrogancy, and evil way, a uh, froward mouth, um, things that God says he hates that are all encompassed in a froward heart. And a froward heart, I think what's very interesting to me is um we, God's giving us a, a clear open door here as we, as we go into narcissism after we finish, finish Proverbs. But a narcissist will be defined by a froward heart. Um, in other words, their heart is always manipulating, their heart is deceitful. And we all have deceitful hearts, but I'm talking deceitful in the sense of it's its governing factor. There's a, there's a, there's a two facedness that defines a froward heart. And um, a froward heart will always assume. Um, they will, I, I shouldn't say assume they will always mirror who they are onto the upright in heart. Um, and the Bible says the upright heart in their way are God's delight. In other words, they're doing what they're doing out of a heart of love for Jesus. They're doing what they're doing out of a heart that wants to make a difference for the cause of Christ. But the forward heart will look at those that are upright in heart and be like, they'll mirror their agendas and what they're actually doing onto the upright in heart. If that makes sense. It does. Um, yeah. And so that's what makes it an abomination because a forward heart will end up sowing discord. A froward heart will end up trying to destroy relationships. A forward heart is not afraid <laughs> to fulfill the definition of the word forward. They'll do idiotic things. And to them, it's completely logical. They'll commit crimes. And to them, it's completely logical. It, it, that's why it's an abomination because this, the, the those three words, a froward heart. Yeah. (laughs) They include a lot. They do. There's a lot that falls under that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, people being blameless on one side is how I'm getting it here. Uh, it's talking about an upright person. So an upright person in God's eyes is blameless. We see that word used in blameless situations or somebody who's doing the godly things, doing the right things. They're, they're trying to pump people up. They're trying to encourage people. They're trying to take care of people. They're looking for the best in people, the forward hearts, looking to fry people, looking to shred people, make it, make people look bad make themselves look better. Uh, they're involved in cleverness or they're, you know, total control freaks or you mm-hmm. name it, it's there. You know, it's the complete opposite of blameless. And yeah, you want to look for a narcissist, I'll show you a control freak. You want to look for a narcissist, yeah. I'll show you somebody who's trying to look better than everybody else. You want to look at trying to prove themselves at the church quarterly meeting or whatever, trying to make the annual meeting something it's not, you know, uh, and that's what narcissism is. And so when you're looking at, you know, really you're an abomination to God when you're that way, when you're trying to prove people wrong, when you're trying to hurt people, when you're trying to people make people look worse than you. And see, it's it's adamantly opposed not only to God. When I was in the military, we were constantly trained to make that people who worked for us or that person that worked for us or those people that worked for us to look better uh to to grow to feel good about themselves the confidence you were you were rated on how good of a leader you were if you were a control freak i mean it just doesn't work in a military environment uh you can't you have to be a control freak when bullets are flying and things like that but you've got to be listening to what your men say there's better ways to do things sometimes the play changes on the ground you know you do have binary roles in the military you know take that hill sometimes there's different ways to take that hill but our narcissist says you take it the way i told you to straight up. I don't care who gets killed.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, but a person who's blameless, a person who's upright, a person who does things right, says, "Hey, you know what, sir? We can do this better." And he says, "Well, go ahead and do that. Let's do it better. Let's save lives. Let's encourage people. Let's let's uh, let's bring people up." So, so you know, you know what this proverb's doing in, in this particular verse? It's encouraging a transformation you know if you're not there you need to be that person that's encouraging you need to be that upright person you need to be the person that has the heart that god has you need to be the person that is telling people how good they're doing and how to get there and and taking them there especially when it comes to children people work for you you can do so much for a person when your heart's upright when you are coming to the right place and and i think that's what that proverb did for me is it encouraged that then in verse 21 It says here, though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. So you know the punishment may not be here on earth. You know God's going to judge mankind, and and you know just like those forces uh, there at the Tower of Babel in Genesis eleven, they were judged. Uh, You know God's going to judge people, and He's going to judge our motives, and and you know the the. I like the second part of this verse, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And uh, that's some pretty great stuff right there. It's uh, it's something you're going to be delivered. It's got an idea of posterity with it or descendants or, you know, those people. I mean, it's going to live on. Uh, those of you who are messed up, goofed up, control freaks, trying to hurt people, your heart's not right. Uh, let me tell you, you're wicked, and it's not going to go unpunished. God's not going to stand for that. And we see sin visiting on multiple generations, man. Um, This is a really hard thing. Well,
2: and yeah, yeah. I think um, if we read this verse, you you know, you're right. It does involve not just us. And you think of the sin of Achan. Achan himself, he committed the sin. He's the one that stole He's the one that blatantly disregarded God's command and God's warning. You're not to take anything from the conquest at Jericho. It was those first fruits of conquest. And as in life, God set that example. He was trying to give the, give the Israelites the, the important lesson of the first fruits going to God. And that was their first conquest in the land of Canaan. And so those those they weren't to take for themselves any loot from the conquest in Jericho, that was a victory God gave. And so all the glory, all, everything belonged to God. He wasn't giving them the freedom in that conquest to take anything. Achan defied that and took stuff, and he hid it in his tent. So his froward, he, I mean, we're talking blatant froward heart, right? Achan A child of God, an Israelite, someone who, who had gotten the privilege of going into the promised land, blew it. But then his children, his wife, his family, instead of standing up to him, instead of confronting that sin... Cloaked it under honor, cloaked it under we need to obey our father, we need to honor our father, this is a private family matter, we don't want to make a big fuss. Let's love and forgive. They hit it. Right along with him. And guess what? When that when the judgment for that abomination fell, it didn't just fall on Achan. Yeah. And because of that sin, multiple Israelites were killed when they went into AI wow. and
1: Yeah. That's how serious this is. Yeah.
2: Right. This is how serious this is. This is not something to play with.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, when we're going down that wicked road, you know, we're joining forces with the devil. We're joining forces with other evil people. It's a place we don't, we need not be at. Right. You know, we need to be at the place of the righteous. We need to be at the place that gets delivered. We need to be making a difference. And this makes so much sense. You know, when you, when you look at these two uh, verses, in context, this is definitely a call for action of doing the right thing, of showing affection, of looking out for people, of choosing that right thing, of building up righteousness, of doing those things. And it comes, uh, it comes with long-term, you know, descendants and family doing well and all that. I'm so glad we looked at verses 20 and 21 today. And folks, there's so much we can learn for this, but the most important thing, as Stephanie said, we want to We don't want to be aching. We don't want to leave behind evil. We don't want to leave behind people who... Uh, may never get the chance to serve God because we raised them the wrong way or we did the wrong way. We've got a responsibility to make good Christian humans, too, and to help people along, not only our own our own children, but to help people along. And and so that's so significant. And, folks, we're going to go ahead. We're, we're playing a new song for you guys every day. So this is our sixth day in a row. We did it uh, when we recorded last week's sessions. We're doing it this week. and. Our, our song for you guys right now is The Martyr. This is a long song. It's a great song. Uh, this is the song that's not about Charles, but it's really about Charles. And we're going to go ahead and play that for you right now. I'm mm-hmm. not picking on Stephanie there, but here we go. Here's the song, The Martyr. Remember, you can get this CD, Stephanie, Wesco, and family. Uh, and this particular C T is entitled God Meant It for Good. So here's the song, The Martyr. <laughs>
3: i strove to be worthy but found no way there then i heard of my savior his love for me how he paid the price for my eternity christ was my glory my life victory his beautiful presence my true reality But Jesus would come glory did shine unspeakable peace was mine just then i faced the angry mob who would stone me to death faithful promises claimed lord forgive them i cried even in death christ was there
1: I love that song. Listen, if we can do anything to help you, make sure you look up, look us up on the Facebook page, Help for Wounded Spirits. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.